Hi everyone, my name is Lauren Hill and I'm going to be your host today for this little segment that I am going to be doing on mental health. Welcome to anybody who is listening. I want to start out by giving a huge thank you to you for listening. You're taking time out of your day, you know. Yes, you do have to listen to it to grade it. But also, I just wanted to thank you because this is the first time I've ever attempted recording anything like a podcast. I've done my fair share of PowerPoints and prezzies and in-person presentations, but I have never done a podcast Um, That does surprise me, though, because I have a lot of favorite podcasts on Spotify, and I have always wanted to do it, so I figured there is no better time to do it than now when I have so much freedom to experiment with this podcast idea for my creative project submission. So what I'm aiming for here is just a quick little discussion, 15 minutes tops, I won't keep you too long, about mental health and I'll be discussing it like you are my friend, like we are sitting together in front of the fireplace, like we just want to talk it out. Uh, With that being said, we'll jump right in and I hope you enjoy it. Mental health can be honestly one of the trickiest topics to really understand and to shorten up for a little segment like I'm doing today. But I really wanted to focus on it because Through this novel that we read, The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, I found a lot of similarities between this life that we are all experiencing going through COVID and this world that the main character is living in. So, I mean, obviously, this is a young adolescent woman, just like me, who is going through college who aspires to be the best that she can be. And I feel like that is a common theme with a lot of my friends and I. You know, all of us want to succeed. We want to get through life and and be proud of ourselves and be happy with the progress that we've made. But it has become increasingly more difficult to do this throughout COVID. We have been dealing with COVID since... March of 2020, and it feels like everything kind of just came crashing down afterwards. And we can speak for the U.S., maybe not anywhere else, but in the U.S., there has been a serious mental health decline in all ages, but especially this age range that I myself am included in, which is young adolescent, that that 18 to 24-year-old range. Now, because I said that, I do also want to clarify, it is not just this age. I have high school age siblings, they're both 17, and they're struggling with this as well. We are living in a completely different world. We are learning to live differently. We're learning to, or we're learning to learn differently, as weird as that sounds, and we're learning to work differently. And this can all get a bit jumbled up and it becomes mushed together into this day-by-day 
process that we go through. And it feels like we're living our lives on a schedule because there isn't that much to do. And because there isn't that much to do, we find ourselves isolated, even though we're not necessarily quarantined like we were at the beginning of the year, we are still isolating ourselves to protect ourselves and other from this pandemic that we are experiencing from the coronavirus. This implicit mental health decline has been long coming. It is difficult enough to navigate life as a young adult, especially ones going through high school and college, but adding on a worldwide pandemic does not exactly help the situation. And a lot of my friends and I have been struggling with this, especially because, you know, we're busy. College students are busy. I am taking 18 credits. I have a part-time job so that I can pay my rent. It's all very important. You just decide what is more important and what can be pushed off. Now, there's not a lot that can be pushed off, and because of this, the plate that each of us are holding, this metaphorical plate that we hold, or this backpack on our backs that we're holding, becomes heavier and heavier, and it just becomes more full. Because, like the metaphor says, more and more is being put on our plates with no break. Usually, the breaks that I am referring to would be coming home in between classes and getting that little rest break, or it would be coming home and feeling that relief of, ugh, I can take off my shoes, go lay in my twin XL size bed, and just relax for a bit before I have to start my homework. But now it is completely different. We used to leave to go to those classes, and now you take a few steps, grab your laptop, and you are now attending your synchronous or asynchronous lessons. Um, so there's no longer that relief. You feel like you are, it is just relentless. You're being hit back and forth by this schooling because what used to be separation between school and relaxation was the location. And I feel like I am feeling this super strongly. My mental health has not been great, but I am learning to deal with it because there's no other way that you can really do it. I talk to my friends, I talk to my family, I confide in my boyfriend who I've never been more thankful for in my life during this period, but we really never know what the next step is. You can see yourself declining mentally. You can't catch a break. There's more being added to your plate. And you don't really see your friends anymore. So, I mean, what are the necessary steps to take from here? Before jumping to conclusions and freaking yourself out, it is a really good idea to self-assess. If you're worried your mental health is declining at a faster pace than you can regain that confidence or that happiness, you need to take a step back and self-assess. The five main warning signs of mental illness and mental health are long-lasting sadness or irritability. This doesn't just mean getting angry because the laundry machine shut off halfway through. This means you can no longer pass people on the street without being irritated that they're walking too slow or 
becoming irritable because they don't have the specific type of food that they want that you want at the store. The second one is extremely high and low moods. This can be associated with bipolar depression, which you can only be diagnosed with. It is not a good idea to self-diagnose that. The third one is excessive fear, worry, or anxiety. What's really important to recognize here is anxiety. A lot of people self-diagnose with anxiety, and this one is easier to see because you can feel it. You can feel your palms sweating. You can feel your body temperature raise. You can feel your heart racing. These are all signs of anxiety, and this is nothing bad. This is nothing to worry about, but it is a huge factor in mental health, and this is one of the most popular warning signs of mental health issue. The fourth one is social withdrawal. This one is a little more difficult to unpack here because we are all going through a sort of social withdrawal because of COVID. You know, maintaining six feet of distance in between each other, mask mandates. It's important to recognize these, but also know that social withdrawal means you are taking yourself out of that situation. So beyond taking the precautions to not get sick, you are also withdrawing from social situations such as a lunch date, a party, a game day sort of setup. You're withdrawing from social situations that could in the long run help with your mental state. But in that moment, that sign of mental illness is going to be social withdrawal. The last one here, also one of the more important ones, is dramatic changes in eating or sleeping habits. Most of the time, those eating habits will come along with some sort of eating disorder, which I'm not going to talk too much about today. But then the second part is sleeping habits. Anxiety can cause you to lose sleep. It causes a sort of insomnia where you can't force yourself to fall asleep ever, and then you end up becoming sleep-deprived and unsure of where to go from there. Once you have identified these five warning signs of mental illness and related them to you, if at all possible, it is then time to seek mental health help. This can be a pretty shameful thing to do. You may feel embarrassed. You may feel upset or angry that you have to go through this. But in the long run, it is always smarter and healthier to receive that help. And because it is so difficult, there are many ways to do so. If you find you are in immediate danger of yourself or to others, you can call hotlines to reach a 24-hour crisis center based on your location. You can text a number to receive text message responses. We have now reached the final closing minutes of this segment on mental health. And I think that this is the best time that I remind you to check in on your friends and family. Anyone who you care about, your loved ones, you should check on. This doesn't mean that you have to suspect that they are going through a mental health decline or decay of any sort. It is always important and shows them that you care if you check in on them. If you find that somebody does need help, 
ask them if you can help in any way. Sometimes just a conversation on the phone can help. If not, refer to the five symptoms that I mentioned before. Mention those to them and ask again, do you need help? If there's no way you can help, don't beat yourself up. They will find help when they are ready. And remember, it is never a shameful thing to look for mental health help. It is important that you take care of yourself. Before closing this episode and this podcast, I wanted to offer a very popular resource that may come in handy for anyone you know or even yourself someday. I'm going to offer now the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. This number you can call whenever you feel you are in a suicidal crisis or even just emotional distress. If you feel you need emotional help, this is the number to call. The number is as follows. 1-800-273-8255. There's no need to use this if you don't feel like you need to, but if you're ever in a situation where you need help and you need it immediately and you can't get other help, don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed to get help from this number. All right, now that I have probably talked your ears off, it is time for me to close out on this podcast. Today's discussion was on mental health, and I offered five great symptoms and warnings that you can either self-assess or assess a friend with. These warning signs and symptoms will be able to tell you whether or not you should seek further medical assistance and mental health help. Then I offered a few mental health resources and followed up with the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Thank you again for listening to my mental health podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hill, and I sincerely hope you enjoyed our little discussion on resources and outlets for if you are struggling or going through a mental health decline. If I ever record a podcast in the future, I hope that you will be one of my first listeners. Thank you.